Weather was brutal today with snow, ice, and rain slowing down one of the busiest travel days of the year. Flight delays ranged between one hour and The Irishman on Netflix. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watch the uh, well, I watch the Irishman in chunks because I uh, just not that often I can sit down and watch a four hour movie just Lord. as Scorsese intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. What do you think of it? You want to give your uh, very brief review, or you want to hold on to that? Um, I, I'm just kind of over that whole thing. You know, I said to Judy, we watched it together over the course of two nights, because it is 11 hours long. To let you know, um, if you don't know, it's another one of those Scorsese mafia movies featuring many of the same people from his other great mafia movies. Some of my favorite movies of all time right. that, that he's made with those people. But watching it again, I was like, yeah, I've seen you all do this before. I'm just kind of tired of it. Well, as I was starting to say, I said to Judy, and she agreed, it's like watching the band play their greatest hits again. And it was fine. Hmm. They played them fine. Yeah. But it did more hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it's extremely self-indulgent. It I mean, was. there are scenes that were just, they were inexplicably in slow motion. There, it's just, <laughs> I mean, what get this scene isn't necessary at all, well, the other thing much was, less in slow motion. The other thing that was hilarious about it is, so the, they did the, the magic of uh, technology the now. The de-aging thing? The de-aging thing where they made the almost 80-year-old De Niro look like he was in his 40s. But as I saw one reviewer say, because I noticed this right away, he still walked like an 80-year-old. He still fought like an 80-year-old. His face might have looked like a 40-year-old, but he kind of walked like this and kind of bent over. Uh, I'm going to try to kick you in the face. Hold still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and his... I, I found his character just meh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's fine. Though. If you love those old movies, watch it. You'll enjoy it. I think if you really like that kind of movie, go watch Goodfellas again. That's what I would do. <laughs> It's not bad advice. <laughs> or casino. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station Week, when we raise our money, and we're going to try to raise a half a million dollars this week by close business on Friday. That's a pretty optimistic goal. Last year, we raised like 450, and that was seen as a miracle around the country by radio uh, executives. <laughs> and and now we're going for uh, for more than that. But you know what? The, the economy's roaring. If you have benefited greatly from the Trump economy and ha- you're looking at your stock market at the end of the year and you're thinking, oh, my God, my 401k, my investments, throw a little money this way, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. It's a fabulous organization that steps up when our wounded warriors need them the most with transitional housing for the wounded and the rehabbing and, and, and services and, and practical needs and, and uh, airplane tickets home during the holidays for these guys. They're so lonely for the their families. A fabulous organization, four-star charity, Navigator Charity. Uh, your money is incredibly well looked after. Joe, we have breaking news. I'm just looking up at the television. They breaking have, news. They have a banner across. Bullock <laughs> is back in. The, the banner up on TV is Sestak has dropped out of the 2020 race. <laughs> Brandon is a donkey. He doesn't I know sarcasm. I don't even know who freaking Sestak is. No, it wasn't real breaking news, Did Brandon. you recognize that guy, Sean? I've never seen that guy in my life. The first I've heard of the name was when you said it. <laughs> Sestak drops out of 2020 race. Okay, I went to middle school with a guy named Sestak. We used to call him Sleestak. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. If you're of a After certain age. Creatures from, what was that, Land of the Lost? Land of the Lost. Um, <laughs> you can't have a breaking news banner that says Sestak has left the race. Nobody yeah. knows who Sestak is. <laughs> what race? <laughs> what race are you talking about? <laughs> like a foot race. <laughs> so, yesterday, Tom McClintock, old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show. We've had Tom McClintock on for 20 years. 
Long time. Oh, yeah. Yep. Going back to when he was just an assemblyman in California. Now and he's damn a... near became the governor of Cal Unicornia. Yeah. And it uh, would have been the best thing ever happened to the state. And now he's a longtime representative from the state of California. He's also on the Judiciary Committee, so he's going to be involved in the uh, the next round of impeachment hearings that start on Wednesday. But he was on ABC This Week yesterday with a full-throated support of the president that's getting a lot of attention. I mean, I've, I'm seen, I've seen his face more in the last 24 hours than I think I ever have. On all your major shows. Wow. So got we, a new agent. We've got Tom McClintock <laughs> coming up, and we'll talk to him uh, a little bit about that. I want to get to this article. Don't have time right now. That was in the New York Times. It was actually an op-ed piece by a doctor about how we are not dealing with pain correctly as a country. And it's a perfect time for Joe to speak to that, as he has huh. been on pain pills and in pain for the last week or so. I took a hydrocodone two minutes ago. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh, stay tuned. Really, shut up, man. <laughs> I'm so tired of you. Who are you? Um, I'm so glad to because my hip is a hurting me. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. But uh, this doctor makes the point that the belief that a pain-free existence is optimal or even possible has been a catastrophic catast- 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 hmm, <laughs> has been a catastrophe for patients nationwide. And that is what's fueled the opioid revolution, and it's not getting enough attention. Um, so you, you, I don't know which came first. I don't know if he knows which came first. But at some point, the the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry got together with, you should never be in any pain under any circumstances uh, for the rest of your life, today or ever. And we're going to give you as many pills as possible to make that go away. Yeah, well, yeah, I absolutely have thoughts on that because I've observed it. I've had a couple of surgeries now, and it is, uh, it's striking how far it's gone in that direction and how quickly people are willing to say, uh, you're still uncomfortable, you're in pain, whatever, take more of the opioids right. or whatever. And then you dig a little bit and find out, oh, there are other alternatives that are every bit as uh, effective, and or you can just be a little more sore. Yeah, exactly. Pain isn't necessarily something that needs to go away. I mean, if it's so awful you can't stand it, that's one thing. But if it's just uncomfortable, I know when I was doing my various things and I, the, the old the old pain scale, where are you know a scale of one to ten or one to five or whatever. I don't know. I'm like I, I as I w- said to one nurse one time, I think I'm always a two. Something's always wrong with me. <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> He's a baseline two, folks. Yeah, what's the point? So, but they think you ought to be a baseline zero. Mm. Whatever happened to back back in the '80s? Let me take you to a time where. Where uh, the the hair was flowing for, for both genders, and Patrick Swayze played the great philosophizing bouncer Dalton in the movie Roadhouse. And after a, a scrape, he was in the hospital, and they were saying, uh, you know, what hurts? He said, pain don't hurt. What mm. happened to that mindset? Yeah, huh? well, we definitely need more great American that. there. We definitely need more of that, according to this doctor, and get away from the idea that all pain needs to be eliminated forever, um, and uh, and take pain pills to deal with it. I got more on that coming up later, and. Uh, it, it coincided with an article from a pharmaceutical rep who was there at the birth of the pushing pills on people and uh, and how that whole thing worked. we got to get our, our, our heads around this. As now life expectancy is dropping for all races in America, a lot of it to do with the opioid abuse. Wow, amazing. Man, life expectancy going the wrong direction. Who saw that coming? Anyway, Tom McClintock's going to be involved in the impeachment judiciary thing on Wednesday. We're going to talk to him next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, he didn't use the delicate language of diplomacy in that conversation. That's true. Uh, he also doesn't use the smarmy talk of politicians. Uh, what you hear from Donald J. Trump is the blunt talk of a Manhattan businessman. He says what he means. He means what he says. Uh, uh, that's the only thing that's remarkable about that conversation. But he was entirely within his constitutional authority and was following the statute that Congress adopted uh, in granting aid to the Ukraine. Republican Congressman Tom McClintock, the 4th District of California, on ABC this week yesterday. I've seen clips of him more in the last 24 hours than I have in the previous, I don't know how many years. For whatever reason, Tom struck a nerve with, uh, with the mainstream media. Longtime conservative lion of the California legislature, should have been the governor. He now represents the 4th District of uh, the great state of Cal Unicornia. In Congress, Tom McClintock joins us. Tom, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine, thanks for having me. Oh, and you're actually on the committee, the Judiciary Committee, that Wednesday is going to take back up this impeachment thing, whatever whatever it is that's going on. Yeah, I was on the Budget Committee for eight years warning about uh, how we're bankrupting our country, and nobody wanted to talk. But, but <laughs> I wanted to, and, and I finally got frustrated because it became clear the Republicans weren't much more interested in controlling spending than the Democrats were. Uh, so I went on Judiciary, and suddenly everybody wants to talk. So it's, it's <laughs> nice to be with you guys. Well, well, always wanted to talk to me. <laughs> putting aside my discouragement at that statement, we know you're a historian. We know how seriously you take this stuff. But I can't help but think, Tom, that when you and history look back at these weeks, it'll be with a bit of a head scratch and a roll of the eye and a, uh, comparisons with the Andrew Johnson impeachment that nobody's quite sure why this went as far as it did. Well, actually, I think history is looking forward at this. This was the day that the American founders uh, feared as they were discussing impeachment in the Constitutional Convention. There was a proposal by George Mason uh, that impeachment ought to be for a broad category of just maladministration. Uh, Just if you didn't like what he was doing, uh, the Senate could vote him out. And it was James Madison, the father of the Constitution, who stood up and said, wait a second, if that's the case, then the uh, president simply serves at the pleasure of the Senate, and we've lost that balance of power that we're so trying meticulously to construct to protect the freedom of the people. Uh, That's when uh, uh, they adopted the much uh, 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 more narrow uh, criteria of uh, uh, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. And in this case, uh, uh, the pr- president did nothing wrong. He was following the law. Uh, the, the, the very same law that Congress passed that provides aid to the Ukraine also requires the administration uh, to uh, certify that the government of the Ukraine has taken steps to combat corruption before they can release the money. That's exactly what he did. What's it feel like um, uh, in the room at these things now? Are, are, are Is there more discomfort between the R's and the D's than there used to be? It sure looks that way on TV. Yes, well, I, I tell folks who ask me, well, why are things so bitterly partisan back there? The, the, the obvious answer is they're bitterly partisan in Washington because Washington's a reflection of the country, and the country has become bitterly divided. Uh, uh, we're in an era 
uh, uh, in which uh, the opposition has refused to accept the legitimacy of the election, the legitimacy uh, uh, decision of the majority of the voters. I mean, democracy depends on that. Democracy falls apart the moment that one side or the other refuses to accept the will of the majority. And that's happened twice in our history. It happened uh, uh, after the uh, election of Abraham Lincoln in 1860, and it's happened again after the election of Donald Trump in 2016. And both times, the Democrats simply refused to accept the will of the voters, the legitimate decision of the voters, uh, and and uh, and basically uh, did everything they could to to undermine the administration. So, what is the role going to be on Wednesday? I don't quite understand the process going forward. Now, what's the Judiciary Committee need to do? Well, that, that, that's an important question. They're making it up as they go along. Uh, normally, it would be a judiciary co- uh, committee function from from the very start, and it would be conducted under the clear uh, uh, and fundamental rules of due process: the right to confront your accuser, the uh, the right to call witnesses. Uh, uh, all of those things are fundamental to the process and have been respected in all of the previous impeachments that the Congress has done. This is the first time that the majority has uh, vetoed uh, witnesses requested uh, by the minority uh, in an impeachment proceeding. Uh, This is a free country. In free countries, the prosecution does not get to choose which witnesses the defense calls, and yet that's exactly what's been going on uh, and and, uh, I think will continue to go on uh, under the rules of the Democrats have adopted. Well, if it's any uh, comfort to you, Tom, I don't think there's a feeling around the country that this is a fair and unbiased or honest process. I think the poll numbers have not moved in iota. Uh, people are in their camps, and, and if anything, support has eroded. So as Adam Schiff and now Jerry Nadler uh, go through their gymnastics, I don't think it's doing them a lick of good. Well, I think everybody recognizes that that within days of the 2016 election, the Democrats were calling for the president's impeachment. That was two and a half months before he was even sworn into office, so that he could do anything to be uh-huh. impeachable. Uh, uh, and and you know, for two and a half years, they pursued this complete hoax of of Russian collusion. We now know it's a complete hoax, and that the authorities that were leveling those charges knew it was a hoax at the time. Uh, and all of that, I think, is going to come out during the uh, Durham investigation, which is still ongoing. Um, and when that fell apart, they searched desperately for other excuses. We heard uh, the emoluments clause. We heard Stormy Daniels. We heard all you know tax returns, all sorts of things. And they finally stumbled upon uh, the the conversation he had with uh, Vladimir Zelensky, which, as I've said, is a perfectly normal diplomatic conversation, albeit conducted in in Trumpese, <laughs> which yeah. is a very blunt, get, let's get right to the point. But the, the fact of the matter is, uh, 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 Joe Biden uh, uh, used a billion dollars of federal loan guarantees to pressure the Ukrainian government to fire the prosecutor general who was, according to him at the time, of uh, ramping up his investigation against Biden's son and corrupt dealings with Burisma, the the uh, Ukrainian oil and gas company. Now, among other things, that's a direct violation of the uh, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Uh, if that is not now being investigated by American authorities, it ought to be. So, um, I think Nancy Pelosi knew in her gut that this was a bad idea and, and tried to <laughs> tried to hold course best she could, but but couldn't any longer. But I wonder if both parties. Uh, after Clinton and after Trump impeachment, both parties are going to decide, you know, this whole impeachment road is not the best way to go. Well, exactly. And again, it was reserved for 
the, the most egregious circumstance. In fact, the discussion of the Constitutional Convention uh, in, in, involved one head of state bribing another head of state. Uh, that was that was their their concept of bribery that was discussed at the convention itself. There was there was actually an incident that had occurred between two monarchs of, uh, that they were referring to. Um, uh, this is just pretense and I, empty pretense, and I think people see that for what it is. Congressman Tom McClintock, Fourth District, California, on the Judiciary Committee, will be watching the goings on on Wednesday. Thanks for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that. Uh... Well, we know where it's going to go. The House is going to move it, and the Senate's going to say no, and then it'll be over. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, just if you're a fan of the process, you might be somewhat interested in what they drop as articles of impeachment, but it's it's of no significance. What's coming up in your news, Marshal? Well, Democrats obviously getting a lot of pushback against their impeachment inquiry. Iran is being racked by the worst civil violence in 40 years and gearing up for shoppable TV. Just point. And buy. Oh, fantastic. So we're going to do our first update on where we are in terms of raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station this week. Our goal is a half million dollars by close of business Friday. Uh, let's do our first update. Do you have the fanfare ready to go and everything? Currently got, at... Got the drum roll. $10,598. Well, that's nice. But uh, it's a start. It's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, every single person I'm looking at these, yeah. uh, uh, Deborah Gutton, uh, Vincent Ford, a supporter, Pamela Ferry, all you people that have donated in the last few minutes, really appreciate that. But we need a lot more money. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you don't know what it's for, we'll explain that coming up. So those of you donating at armstrongandgetty.com for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, you can use your real name, of course. You can donate in the name of a loved one, as you've done in the past, Marshall. Indeed. Your, uh, your own dad, correct? Yep. Or you can use a wacky name, which some people uh, sometimes do. Somebody donated in the, in the name of Jack's Empty Gravy Dish, which I tweeted out a picture of over the weekend. It was a sad moment when we finally went through all the gravy. Um, gravy is good on pretty much anything. Oh, yeah. It is. I was reminded of the goodness of gravy this past weekend. Oh, hmm. oh. and and you know, recovering from my surgery, I, I needed that sort of uh, the warmth, that comfort more than ever. And, oh, it was so good. And I grilled yeah. the turkey, even though I was. Uh, well, I, no, I didn't. That's right. I prepped the turkey, even though I was re- still reeling in pain from surgery. Here's the problem. That's how important meat is to me. Here's the problem. With, <laughs> here's the problem with turkey. It's really good if it's not dry, but nine out of ten turkeys I've had in my life have been dry. That's the Come problem eat at my house, brah. That's the Please. problem with it. How many? It's, th- it's like a juicy steak at my house. How mm. many Thanksgiving staples exist as a way to cover up dry turkey? Like I feel that's what cranberry I is. I, feel like, I gravy. love gravy, but I think that's why gravy yeah. is so yeah. omnipresent. Yeah. To make the turkey edible. Yeah. 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 Sean, that's some solid analysis. Yeah. On the other hand, come to my house. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> News now with Marsha Phillips. Now, President Trump is criticizing House Democrats for scheduling an impeachment hearing while he's abroad meeting with foreign leaders at the NATO summit in London. The Democrats, the radical left Democrats, the do-nothing Democrats, decided when I'm going to NATO, this was set up a year ago, but when I'm going to NATO, that was the exact time. Trump saying he will not send lawyers to the impeachment hearings because the investigation is a hoax and, quote, everybody knows it. The House Judiciary Committee is going to hold its first public hearing on Wednesday 
to explore the framework in the U.S. Constitution to respond to allegations of impeachable misconduct against the president. Blah, blah, blah. By the way, while we're on the topic, the whole Trump-NATO thing, NATO touted unprecedented defense spending following Trump's call for people to pay more money. Uh, wow. this, this is unprecedented progress, and it is making NATO stronger, Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg said, of the 4.6% spending hike by those nations in 2019. How dare Trump insult our allies and weaken NATO? Right. Remember, it was all, he doesn't believe in institutions, 70-year, blah, blah, blah. He said, you got to pay your fair share, we're out. And they upped their payment a lot. It's the most... Uh, that's uh, the, the Slotenberg also noted that by the end of 2020, those nations will have spent 130 billion more wow. since 2016, the year Trump was elected. MAGA 2020, to hell with it! I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, oh boy. meanwhile, you got Republican Representative Doug Collins. He's a ranking member of the Judici- Judiciary Committee. He says the House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff is at the top of those he wants to question as impeachment moves. Uh, before him. He wants to talk to him about his ties to the whistleblower that prompted the whole House impeachment investigation. He's put himself into that position. If he chooses not to, then I really question his veracity and what he's putting in his report. I question his, you know, the motives of why he's doing it. It's easy to hide behind a report. It's easy to hide behind a gavel in intelligence committees behind closed door hearings. But it's going to be one another thing to actually get up and have to answer questions about what his staff knew, how he knew, what he did about the whistleblower report, his interactions that he's had with Ukraine, the other things that he's had over time in this process. Collins you know, on Fox News. You know, hey, Marshall, uh, yes. yeah, I, I get why he is pitching that point of view. And because it's all politics, they're trying to make the Democrats look um, haphazard and dumb and like bad Americans and the rest of it. Everybody's posturing for the next election. I get that. But it, this whole deal reminds me very much of is sometimes you see it in a trial where the prosecution wraps up their case. And the defense uh, talks to each other for a minute, then says to the judge, Your Honor, the defense rests. Yeah. There's no point. We don't need to. (laughs) Iran is experiencing its deadliest political unrest since the Islamic Revolution 40 years ago. At least 180 people killed, possibly hundreds more. Angry protests have been smothered in a government crackdown of unbridled force. It began a couple of weeks ago with an abrupt increase of at least 50% in gasoline prices. Within 72 hours, outraged demonstrators in cities large and small were calling for an end to the Islamic Republic's government and the downfall of its leaders. In many places, security forces responded by opening fire on unarmed protesters, largely unemployed or low-income young men between the ages of 19 and 26 That is according to witness accounts. You want a revolution on your hands? Take on young, desperate men and uh, make them feel like they got no future. That's how you end up with a revolution. You know, speaking of violence overseas, we haven't really talked about the horrific jihadi attack there in London in which uh, brave, average citizens fended off the attacker and apprehended him. Um, in Using, in uh, at least in one case, a narwhal tusk. Uh, there's nothing funny about jihadi violence and people being stabbed to death, but I do salute the guy who thought, what can I fight with? Wait a minute. Yeah. There's a narwhal tusk back in that museum. Yeah. Wow. That is wow. something. Yeah. NBC tried to get viewers to shop with their phones during shows by scanning on-screen QR barcodes through what it's calling shoppable TV. 
The QR codes appear on the screen for about 30 seconds, which is believed... So you walk up to it with your phone and capture it, or... You just go ahead and click on it to buy. Oh, boy. You shop now, scan code, shop now, and you can buy what the the QR code is uh, next to. In some cases, in uh, tennis matches, it could be the line of clothing the tennis player is wearing. Interesting. Yeah, you can go all kinds of different ways with this. They oh, have man, it. I could spend too much money watching golf tournaments. Oh, yeah. Great shot by Serena Williams, by the way, if you like that skirt. Here's where you buy it. Right. So while we're talking about NBC, Sean, give me the clip you know I want from NBC, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. One Al Roker working the sidelines <laughs> at the parade. Hey, I hate to butter you up, but you got to move on. Okay, there you go. No, get out of here, you butter. Uh, I can't believe it's not butter. So that was Al Roker. What the hell? That was Al Roker attempting to be entertaining on any level during the Thanksgiving Day Parade on NBC. I don't understand. I haven't seen this clip, so that psychotic homeless man was yelling at Al Roker? (laughs) No, that was Al Roker yelling at a guy dressed as a stick of butter and trying to be Uh funny. Charming. And and he just he kept yelling at people, and, uh, and none, none of it was ever funny. And then a, a hockey player came by, and he said, "You need to get the fuck out of here." And, <laughs> and Savannah Guthrie and Hoda both got wide eyed, like, "Oh, wait a second, we're not supposed to make jokes like that during the Macy's parade." <laughs> My kids thought it was hilarious. Think oh, he's actively trying to get removed from the Thanksgiving coverage? I don't, I don't know. I think he's just bored. The whole thing is so stupid. <laughs> the whole parade. We watched this, yeah. some of the CBS version and some of the NBC version. Neither were entertaining. The only entertaining thing I saw out of the parade uh, was the wind got whipped up and one, one of the floats knocked the guy down. I don't know if you saw that video. Some guy ran up to try to be, I'm going to save the day on this float. As it gets, and it hits him and smashes him to the pavement. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. A giant SpongeBob or something. <laughs> Taken down by a giant oh. SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. Hard. Hey, speaking of rough losses, rough loss for the 49ers. The kick is good. The time has come off the clock. The haze in the board, and the Ravens take down the 49ers. Well, it was a great victory for the Ravens. If you're a Ravens fan, it was a whale of a ball game. Lived up to its uh, its uh, you know billing, and it could well be a preview of the Super Bowl. The haze and- in the barn. The hay is in the barn, Jack. That's what the man's trying to tell you. <laughs> the ice cream is back in the freezer, everybody. Time to wrap it up. And what was that first thing he said? The time has left the clock? <laughs> what? Game is over. Clocks work. <laughs> anyway, Niners lost the Ravens 2017. Patriots lost, by the way, to Houston. And the Chargers got beat by the Broncos. Oh, by the way, Seahawks hosting the Vikings tonight. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Armstrong and Getty Show, Conscience of the Nation. Apparently, apparently Tom Brady was losing it on his teammates on the sideline, really unhappy with their performance. Cussing them out, huh? I guess so. Pretty, pretty Tom Brady. Going Al Roker on him. <laughs> you guys, play Screeching. harder. Play harder, guys. Stop playing harder. I don't know if you've ever heard him yelling on the sidelines, but his voice gets really, really high when he yells. <laughs> That's not a good look. It doesn't exactly sound like Patton or something. Come on, let's do it! (laughs) Who's with me? (laughs) Jack, major breaking energy news. The U.S. has solidified its status as an energy producer, posting the first full month as a net exporter of crude and petroleum products since the government records began in 1949. Really? It may not last. You know, there are various uh, trends in production prices and the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, we now uh, sell more than we buy of all petroleum products. 
Wow. I knew that was just for oil has been true for a while, but for just for all petroleum products, that's something. Yeah, I, I tell you Sorry, what. Sorry, Middle East, we don't need you. Have your revolution, don't have your revolution. Ride a camel, don't. I don't care. I, it would be amazing to see, and look, those of you who hate Trump, I get it. I get it. I really do. Some of it, I think, is the ridiculous overwrought resistance crap. Some of it, I think, is legitimate dislike or you don't like the policies. It's fine. I don't, I don't believe in hating my political opponents. But it would be such an interesting thing to see if the media were honest and even-handed and reporting on these times and, and, and pointing out all of the great things that are happening. Can you imagine if Nancy Pelosi and, and Chuck Schumer were to come out again with, like, you know, all of the Democrats in the Senate and say what President Trump is doing trying to get the Chinese to trade fairly is fabulous, and we're with them 100%. Can you imagine what would happen if the... American, you know, the, the so-called leaders of the country, this country, but the media and the grassroots actually supported the administration, what it's trying to do right now. It could be awesome. Yeah, the only place I heard that we had another record week on the stock market was Trump at his rally in Florida that I saw. Otherwise, it wasn't in the news. I didn't see it. Doesn't fit the narrative. Um, uh, Who's going to run against Trump? Might be Joe Biden. We've got a new Joe Biden tape, if you haven't heard. Oh, so good. Fairly entertaining. Plus, we want to explain to you exactly what Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is. It is one of the most incredible opportunities for you to be the the support uh, under the arm of a soldier, a sailor, Marine who desperately needs it. I mean, it is a great organization, and it is a chance for you to be a great American. All on the way next. Armstrong and Getty. That made me aware when I was in law school. Proudly for Holloway. Proudly for your dad. First African American state senator in the state of in the state of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs what? that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sure. sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down okay. so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. All right. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Okay. Biden for president. That's my only response. <laughs> Good gracious. What the hell are you, you crazy old coot? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. So that's the same... Uh, venue and speech in which he told the story about corn pop and the razor blade and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, it's another pool reference. It sounds exactly the same. So, right, man, that <clears throat> particular speech was just a full of weird asides. I got that, hairy legs. What, 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 from where did that thought come? I mean, I realize some of it's out of context just because we couldn't play the whole context, but. Who decides that's a good... Was that because he was surrounded by several black children? Is he talking about... I, I just... I can't even imagine how your head goes there. Yeah, I don't know. So what and kind that's of... from t- 2017, somebody said. Right. Okay, so yeah. 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 And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. 
So, um, I mean, I was not alive during those times. But the contrast between, for entertainment, we would we would get together and watch the lifeguards' leg hair rise, wow. and and then if there was any sort of disagreement, we'd slash each other open with rusty bent knives. I mean, it was a simpler time and a bloodier time. Great Scott! I got hairy legs. Remember yeah. the straight razor? You'd bang them on the curb. You know, I went to the oh, pool. Yeah. Is that how he shaved his legs with his rusty razor? <laughs> I went to the pool a lot as a kid, and I never raised, I never rubbed any strange man's like hairy, hairy legs for fun. Just never did. Never appealed. And the kids to me. used to come up and reach in the pool, would they? And rub my leg down okay. so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. Wow, that's strange. Cheminy. Donald Trump has tweeted. The guy from The Apprentice? Exactly. Thank you to great Republican at Senator John Kennedy. He's the one with all the funny stuff. For the job he did in representing both the Republican Party and myself against sleepy eyes Chuck Todd on Meet the Depressed. (laughs) (laughs) National Nightmare is upon us. National Nightmare is upon us. That's the one show I will not watch is Meet the Press anymore. That one has just gone so far over the cliff, I can't even watch that one anymore. Um... Yeah, I don't know what Biden was talking about there, but uh, perhaps we Ken- can look forward to mom- more moments like that in upcoming debates. Kennedy's getting beat up for something he did. What was he defending somebody or attacking he somebody? He has doubled down on the idea that Ukraine was also uh, trying to affect our election. And oh, no. It was no, them, no. not Russia. That's a dry hole. So he's not, he's not still on this one? Oh, wait, wrong one. This one. Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jerry Epstein. Name three things that don't hang themselves. All right. <laughs> That's a good one. Why don't you come over here and let me uh, rub your leg hair straight and see what happens. I got hairy legs. Speak <laughs> crazy old coots. <laughs> Did you see Biden's uh, campaign slogan? No. Oh, uh, yeah, the Malarkey No Express. Malarkey. It's like, hey, oh, you know right. Yeah. We're getting hit from all sides. We're kind of being too old and out of touch. We really need to come up with a campaign <laughs> slogan that parries that and shows us that we're still connected and vibrant. Well, that's the old <laughs> hang a lantern on it. If people are knocking you for something, you you, you emphasize it. Take uh-huh. all the sting out of it. Huh? You can't make fun of me. I'm making fun of myself. You see? Ha-ha. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by the it's- way... It's a, really, hairy legs. It's, a, it's a real hairy-legged strategy to me. <laughs> so it's the week we raise money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Joe, what is that? Well, it's an absolutely fabulous organization, Jack, as you know, that is there for our wounded uh, soldiers, sailors, Marines, whether it's folks seriously injured returning home with immediate medical and emotional needs, those suffering from post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury, uh, physical and occupational therapy patients who are recovering months, operation after uh, operation, PT, uh, physical uh, therapy after physical therapy, months and years that need help, transitioning warriors who's medic- who are medically retiring and trying to transition to uh, civilian life, often with enormous loads on them of physical and emotional injuries. And so Warrior Foundation Freedom Station helps them at every step of the way with everything from counseling and prosthetics to transitional housing so these heroes don't end up on the streets. I mean, listen, I like to think I'm a resourceful guy, but if I'd enlisted in the Marines as a young man, got terribly injured, I'm suffering perhaps from post-traumatic stress, and all of a sudden I need to live on my own. 
it's an enormous weight on these kids. And so Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is there to help them when they need it the most. And they work miracles, man. They save lives. And we're attempting to raise a half a million dollars this week. Uh, we raised about four fifty last year. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But uh, you just go to armstrongandgetty.com and donate, and we have a, an incredibly... We have the most generous audience of any radio audience that exists in America that I'm aware of. Yeah, you, you folks are absolutely fantastic. You love this country, and you understand that we don't have a separate warrior class. These are our sons and daughters. These are our nieces and nephews and grandchildren, and, and we need to be there for them like they're there for us winning our freedom. Two things you need to know. Number one, it's a four-star charity at Charity Navigator. They're incredibly careful with your uh, donated dollars. And the second thing is there are a number of charities with similar names. We're talking about Warrior Foundation. Foundation Freedom Station, you need to go to armstrongandgetty.com to make sure you get exactly the right one. armstrongandgetty.com, give until it's a little uncomfortable. Drum roll, Michael. Drum roll, Michael. Let's see where we are. On our way to $500,000, we're currently at $14,020. Okay, that's fantastic. It's a good start. Excellent, excellent start. Yeah. A lot of you have to talk to your spouse. That sort of thing, uh, discuss how much you want to give, that's great. But, you know, if times are tight, you can afford $10, God bless you. Give that $10. If if this country has made you wealthy, give 10000 You can afford it. You'll never regret it. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good year in the stock market and the 401K. If you saw a little of that, throw a little our way, huh? Armstrongandgetty.com.